0: We need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be a father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion. And I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now, here's your host, Terry Linscott. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. I'm grateful that you're joining me today. This is the Anointed Leadership Podcast, where we trust God to enter, enter in our life and bring us super on our natural to find great success. Before we get started, today's topic is receiving correction to grow. Receiving correction to grow. Before we get into the content today, I would really appreciate if you'll give me a review, uh, jot some notes down of how this is adding value to your life. Rate it with a five-star rating, preferably if you would do that. Also, if you would uh, share this with some of your friends, co-workers, family members, uh, if this adds value to you or may add value to them. I really, again, really appreciate you taking time listening to this. And again, this is the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And today we are talking about receiving correction to grow. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word correction, I don't like it. I, I'm not big on it, you know, as a as a pastor, as I was you know, almost 20 years as the second person in charge in the ministry, as the associate, the administrator, those types of things. Uh, I thought at times that, you know, I was good to go and uh, I was the one that's supposed to bring correction and I was comfortable with that, but I wasn't comfortable receiving correction all the time. And I don't know about you, but uh, it's not the funnest thing to do. Nobody loves to be corrected. When I was a child, I didn't like being corrected. Now, my mother, my father's way of disciplining probably isn't the best idea, but uh, what would happen is my father would be at work when he was in town, and my mother is at home, and us kids were just being kids, and me, the only boy in the house, uh, you know, child in my house, it was a boy, and I was all boy, like playing in the yard, dirt, breaking stuff, breaking windows, you know, running around, doing stupid stuff. And my mother wouldn't discipline me. She would wait for my father to get home, and she would make me sit in a chair and tell me, when your dad gets home, he's going to correct you. He's going to discipline you. And I'd have to sit there and wait. And I I never liked that. And then the anticipation of correction. Did not like the anticipation of correction. Didn't like the anticipation of uh, of discipline because I didn't know what kind of a mood my dad was in. I didn't know how he was going to react. I didn't know how my mom was going to uh, portray the, the real problem, you know, because as a child, I didn't think it was too bad. But as a mother, she definitely didn't see it uh, as uh, good. She saw it as he needs to be corrected, and I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to let his father take care of him. And so, uh, those mindsets, when I think of correction, they're not always good or or discipline. It's not always good in the mindset. And so, a lot of times, we live life in fear of correction, we don't like correction. But I want to submit to you today that if you're never corrected, you'll probably never grow. I and I think if we would have changed the way we view correction, this is where, where I'm at. I'm at that point where I want to I want to uh, view correction as a benefit to my life rather than as a problem in my life. There was a time I was uh, laying uh, floor here at our church in our office facility and. Uh, uh my father in law who was who's my apostle and now uh, or he was the pastor of the church he's my apostle today and they handed the ministry to me This was in the early nineties and we were laying floor through the the what was then the administrative building and and uh, I was doing something completely wrong and uh he coming from a different era than what I grew up in, right, when leadership is his way of doing it was I'm going to deal with it right now and I'm going to deal with it really loud and really harsh and and, uh, I'm going to fix the problem. Now, I'm going to correct you, Terry, because you've done this completely wrong, but he didn't really care about my feelings. Now, I'm pretty thick-skinned and it's like water off the uh, back of a duck. It don't matter to me how people talk because I don't know. My father was that way. My father-in-law was that way. So it's just kind of like I was kind of groomed to, to receive that type of stuff. But the reality was I, he didn't care how I was going to hear it. He was more interested in the outcome. Now I, 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 I say that because you're listening to this thinking, man, I don't know if I could work for somebody like that. I don't know if I, I, there's no way that I would let somebody disrespect me and yell at me and, 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 you know, correct me in front of some people. There's no way. I get it. And I'm not saying that that's the best way to bring correction, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is this one thought. He was more interested in the outcome than my feelings. And I, and it, it taught me something in that one moment. And my mother-in-law happened to be there. And she said, Oh my gosh, Jimmy, you don't, don't talk to him that way. And, and I looked up and smiled and chuckled and said, it's okay. I don't take an offense to that. It's not a big deal to me. Uh, I'm listening to what he say and what he said was correct. Now, I say that story to bring this one topic that I bring it is receiving correction for growth, to grow. You'll never grow without correction. You'll never grow in life. Uh, leaders will never get to the next level of leadership. Entrepreneurs, business owners, children, pastors, parishioners, none of us will ever get to the next level without correcting certain things in our life. I think about... uh, when I used to have a herniated disc in my neck and and I would go to the chiropractor because it would be slipped and then I'd have to go because that nerve was pinched because something was out of order and I needed him to correct it and it took some effort and it popping and and, and, uh, nerves and scare and fear and the sound and all of these things but I honestly didn't care what he had to do I needed the thing fixed so that I could walk again normally. So in, in life, in leadership, in business, we've got to learn to, to receive correction so that we can grow. Most people buck against correction. Most people do not like correction. Most people rise up when any time type, type of correction comes their way and, and pushes back. And the reality of push backing, pushing back on correction, what you're doing is pushing back on growth. You're not pushing back on the individual. You're not pushing back against what the way somebody said it. What we push back against is our own growth internally, mentally, spiritually, every area of our life. Hebrews chapter 13 says this. It says, obey those who have rule over you. If I could could just get that one point, we're always going to have authority over us. There, there's, there's nobody that has sole authority in this life. Every one of us are going to have somebody that's ruling over us, and the Bible says to obey them, and then he says submit to them. Obedience is when I agree with them, and submission is when I don't. So what we find in this idea of leadership and, and growth that comes from correction is at some point I've got to obey them because we know it's right, and I agree with them. But when I push back, now I may have to do a little bit of submission, right? I might have to get out of my comfort zone and receive from people that are over me, people that are aligned equally with me that see certain things in my life that I need to fix. See, every time I look in the mirror, I think everything's okay. I think my hair's right, my clothes right. Uh, I, I think, you know, let's talk about my, my dress. Just simple this. I get dressed, I come to church, my daughter, who's now 20 years old, um, looks at me at church in the sanctuary and says, oh my gosh, Dad, what are you wearing? See, she doesn't, she, she, I'm out there because I think it's okay but in her fashion statement, she sees something wrong. And she doesn't tell me till I get ready to walk up on the platform. Now, I'm not real interested in fashion. I have my own. I do my thing. But my daughter wants to help me, so I let her say to me what she wants, her and my wife. And, but the reality is this. What you're doing, you see, is okay until somebody else points something else out. Correction for growth. And the thing is, is no, most of the time I look at her and say, I don't really care what you think. The reality is, though, it plays in my mind. Just like when people say things to you, it's going to play in your mind. And when we push back, when, we, when we're telling people, no, not doing it, not, I can't do that, I'm not going to be able to, I don't agree with that, you don't know what you're talking about, what we're doing is, is we're pushing back on something that potentially could create growth in our life. I, I'm reminded of a verse, it's Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. And in the contemporary English version, it says it this way, he who loves correction is wise. He who loves correction is wise. Now, I've tried for so many years to get my children to repeat that verse to me and actually love it, you know, he who loves correction is wise. It it just doesn't happen because typically and naturally, nobody loves correction. Not very many people I know have ever said to me, man, just correct me, correct me. I love correction. I want to be corrected. No, Most people don't. Most people don't want to be told that they have something wrong. Most of us don't want to, especially leaders, we don't want to be told that we're in the wrong. We don't want, because we're right. Because being the leader means we have the final say and the buck stops here. And so I must be right. And the reality is we don't like correction. But yet we love correcting everybody else. We love, I don't know about you, but I know those leaders and those people that really love to pick apart everybody else's life, but the minute something's brought to them, they don't want nothing to do with it. They want to be the leader that says nobody else is higher than me and means I can tell you everybody what's wrong in the way I'm living is completely right. I'm sorry, that's, that's not Terry Linscott and that's not Terry Linscott's form of leadership. I constantly am asking people to tell me what I did wrong, what didn't you like. I'm asking people certain questions to be real with me. My staff knows, my team knows, don't you tell me yes about everything. You tell me things that I'm doing wrong or or, or thoughts that we need to fix. Why? Because every one of us fall. Every one of us need help. Every one of us will always have authority over our lives or people over us that will help us and better our lives. Jesus needed John the Baptist. Paul, who was was Saul, needed Barnabas before he could get to the apostles. We all need people in our lives, and we need people that are willing to help us, correct us for our personal growth. I think about Proverbs 12.1, he who loves correction is wise. Why am I saying that? I'm talking about leadership. This is the leadership podcast. Why? Because leaders are held to a higher standard. Leadership is not the epitome of life nor is it the highest level of standard. Leadership means you've proven yourself to a place to have the authority to lead other people, but it does not mean that you are at the place where you'll never be corrected again. Leaders have a higher standard of living, which means we should have a higher uh, tolerance to receiving correction often. Why? Because the, we are we are in jeopardy of leading people in the wrong direction if we don't receive correction. If we're if we're if the GPS, the the God's positioning system or the global positioning system or the greater uh, uh, positioning system for your life is not working. If it's working, it's telling you when you get off. But if you don't have one and you just keep going the same way you're going, you won't even know you're in the wrong direction. You've got to love correction because wisdom comes from correction, and leaders are held to a higher. Standard, and we need people in our lives to bring correction. Listen, you got to be what he's talking about is be wise in the way you live how you live, do what you're doing. And and sometimes we don't realize we're doing things wrong. So sometimes we don't realize we're in the wrong path. We don't realize that the way we're doing things, the way we're saying things. Have you ever uh, watched somebody at a at a, at a, a child's sporting event? You know, I, I was a coach, so it justified my reactions on the sideline. But by the way, I, there was nothing justifiable, but what we don't like is as parents, when we get up and we start, our, our character starts getting in jeopardy because because we start yelling at a referee. I don't know about you, but as a coach, I felt like it was justifiable, so I didn't have any problem. But the reality was my character was on display in the heat of a moment, and without somebody bringing correction to me. Now, I didn't want to hear it at at the moment. I didn't want to hear it right afterwards. But the reality is when we take a moment and we re-extract what was just told to us, man, our, our character can be sharpened and things can get better in our lives because leaders are held to a higher standard. And if we don't ever receive correction, we're missing the wise way of living. I'm thinking about so many different things here when I talk about correction, but Let's talk about growth in your promotion, in your job, uh, in ministry. You know, Most people say, well, God will promote you. That's not what the Bible says. Men will promote you. God will exalt you spiritually, but men promote you. Men assign positions from deacons, and and men lay hands on and send out by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So we know that it takes promotion through men. And so our character and our ability, two things. You can have an amazing ability that will get you to the top. But once you're at the top, the ability doesn't keep you there, character does. You and I need people in our life that help bring correction to define our character. Why am I saying that? Because your character is going to keep you there. I think of so many different people. There was this uh, well-known, very popular, probably the number one news anchor uh, that was on one of the NBC shows years ago. And uh, he he had made it to the top. Everybody loved him. He, He was spot on. He was having some of the best interviews. And then a couple things came out about sexual immorality and abuse and everything, boom. One moment, one instance ruined his entire reputation and his entire character what i think about that is who was in his life that was telling him that's too far don't go there get back stop what you're doing that's called correction because he who loves it is wise because a wise character will keep you at the top if you don't have people talking to you if you don't have people uh bring a correction to your life you're gonna fail in so many areas of your life we need people in our life i'm i'm reminded of what jesus talked about the parable of the sower in mark chapter 4 and uh, i know this is a parable of the sower word uh, uh, you know parable of the of, of a seed being sown and things like that but i want you to think about this in mark chapter 4 verse 23 it says he that has an ear to hear let him hear watch and take heed to what you hear with the same measure you use it it'll be measured back to you Uh, Measured to you and you who hear more will be given. And I think about that. So what are we talking about here? Seeds. We're talking about the word of God. We're talking about those things. What if we took and looked at this at a leadership position? He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Take heed to that. Take heed to what you're hearing with the same measure. It'll be brought back to you and more will be given to you. I'm thinking about this. When somebody says something to you with correction, what is the first thing that you do? You don't judge, we don't judge what they said, we judge how they said. We're, we're worried about their tone, we're worried about the direction, Do, are they directing it at me personally, are they directing it at a problem, are they directing it at a thing? What, uh, what is the tone? Then we're saying, who's saying it? Who's saying something to me? Am I judging them? Am I looking at them? Am I saying things to them? Uh, am I saying they don't have the right to say to me? I want you to notice about the parable in Mark chapter 4. The sower was never, listen, never defined. He was not named. It just said the sower. He was a farmer, somebody. Doesn't matter who it was. And he said something, sowed something. And it says, if you have an ear, take heed to what you hear. With the measure, more will be given to you. So I'm thinking three things in this, in this parable when it comes to correction for growth. Number one is you have to to be willing to hear the message outside the messenger. You gotta realize that what you're getting ready to hear when correction comes, it may not be from the most prominent, you know, John Maxwell leadership guru of all time and you'd be willing to hear anything he said to you about leadership. No, it could just simply be from your spouse. It could be from the guy that just failed. It could be from the leader down the road. It could be the person trying to take your spot at your job or your business. Or it could be the it, it, whoever it is. It's just somebody said something. Now you got to deal with. Take heed. You got to think about what you heard, not the way it came across. Too many people worried about the way things are being said rather than the message. I'm more interested, Terry Linscott's more interested in what people are saying than the way they say it. Man, this works in my own home, my wife. How many times, she always believes she's my second Holy Ghost, and she more likely is sometimes when I'm not listening. But she wants to just tell me because she's my wife, and she says to me, I'm helping you, babe, I'm helping you. And my thing is, is you're my wife, shut up. That's what I wanna say, but you know, I'm a smarter man than that. Uh, it's out there now, I guess. But the reality is because it's who's saying it to me. I don't care now in my mind. I don't, I don't want to care about who. It's the what she might be saying. we got to take heed to what we hear, not who said it or how they said it. Here's how you receive correction for growth. Take heed to the what. What is the message? What is that thing that's being said? I remember this. I told the story about my father-in-law when he set, corrected me in the hallway that day. And I looked and I said, it's fine. It's not a big deal because I learned this one thing. It's the wheat and the chaff. That parable, that Bible parable, again, the wheat and the chaff. Throw it up in the air, and whatever really needs to stick, it'll fall, and everything else just goes away. So, what goes away? His tone, his attitude, the way he said things to me, all of that went away because what really mattered to me is what he was saying that I needed to fix in my life. And I want to challenge you with that. If you're going to receive correction because without it you won't grow, but this is correction for growth, you're going to have to get beyond the way, the vehicle, the means that something was brought to you, and you're going to have to extract the message that needs to change in your life. The second thing is, when you've heard something from correction, he says, with the measure you use it. Now, here's, here's the, the concept is, how much of that you heard are you going to extract out of that and put it to practice in your life? So are you going to hear something and say, man, I really appreciate that, put it on, the, you know, put it on the, the counter and let it just rot and never never be useful? Or are you going to take it and begin to apply certain things to your life? Just because somebody brought correction doesn't mean it's going to bring correction to your life. So I think about the chiropractor when I go. So he says to me this all the time: I'm going to correct your neck. I'm going to put your vertebrae back where it goes. But here's some things you got to do: heating pad, water, and some muscle relax- relaxers that you know the, me- the medicine. You got to do those things. The quicker you do them things, the quicker that thing will re- re- the the, re- the release of that pressure from that muscle will go in your life. You might even need a massage, like a little bit of a massage on that knot right there. Oh, got it, Doc. You know how many times I actually do all of those things? Not all the time. And it takes longer for that muscle to relax and to feel better because I didn't apply what he told me I should be doing. So that's what I'm talking about. The correction that you get is only going to be the best served you when you actually use it with the measure that you use. How do you apply the information you receive that you've extracted from because you listen to what was said, not how it was said or who it came from. And with what, it, with what is the measure? How much are you going to apply? How much are you going to put into practice in your life? What are you going to do with it? What, watch this. And to you who hear, now notice this, not everybody's going to receive correction. This is what I'm talking about, correction for growth. And it says, I'm going to read the verse to you. Verse 24 says, then he said to them, take heed to what you hear, the what, and with the measure, measure you use it, watch this, it'll be measured to you, and you who hear, more will be given. Now, what, what are we talking about? Some of us don't hear it. Some of us aren't looking for the message. Some of us are, we're not open to hear any form of correction. We want more people to tell us how great we are. We want more people to tell us how good we are. We want people to tell us how we got all things together and we got all this stuff working and man, we're great and we're awesome. And that's what we want to hear. We don't like to hear what's wrong and to fix in our life. But the reality is, if I'll hear that message of correction, more will be given to me. That's called growth. Correction is for your benefit. Proverbs says, He who loves correction is wise wise living, wise character, wise reputation, wise ability. It's all comes from, from correction. We don't ever, I I think about athletes, sport, professional athletes. They all have coaches in their life. Why? To tell them what's wrong, not how great they are. Everybody else tells them how great they are. It's the coach that tells them what's Wrong to get sharper and to get better. You and I have to have the people that we're listening to, even if we don't like them. There's probably a little bit of truth in it, probably, though. I, I, I just wrote some thoughts down, but in those three things is, number one, you got to take heed to what? Listen to the what, not the who, not the how. Use it. Put it to practice. Take the, extract the truth out of that that needs to be fixed and put it to practice. And three, once you do those things, you'll find growth. That's what the Bible's promising us in this one thing. I just want to leave you with a couple thoughts today. Remember, we're talking about receiving correction for growth. This is episode eight, uh, anointed leadership podcast. This isn't just for anybody. This is the anointed. This is where you're looking for God to get into your life to bring great growth in your life. And we're talking about correction for growth. You know, look, you gotta take heed, you gotta listen to the message, not the messenger. You got to use it. You got to apply some things and then you're going to grow. That's the process of growth for leaders, for character, for reputation, for anybody in life. Look, don't attract only yes people. I don't need yes people. I told our staff when I when I took the, the leadership role here in Abundant Life, I said, I don't need you to be yes. Don't be afraid to tell me no. Don't be afraid to tell me that there's a problem. Don't be afraid to tell me I'm the problem. Why? Because if I only have yes people, I'll stay right where I am. I need the know people in my life, the people that are not afraid to tell me the problems so that I don't stay where I am, but I become better and I grow. You got to have people that will speak and trusted people that will speak strong to you and direct. And that, that, that's got to be people that you develop that relationship with that, that you know they're not going anywhere and they know that you're not going anywhere and you're both in this together for growth. Don't worry about the tone. Listen to the message. I kinda, I'm, I'm repeating these things because I think it's vital here's a thought for me. Truth hurts. You ever heard that? Truth hurt. The reality is whatever's hurting you right now is probably truth. When somebody brings correction, when somebody brings something to your attention and the minute it hurts, it's probably because it's true. So that might be a great indicator to say, I need to fix that thing right there. And by the way, fix what's needed. That's kind of my thought today. Three things. Look, take heed, listen to the message apply the message that, that fits your life when you're willing to receive it and watch growth happen to you. Today is receiving correction for growth and all of us need this. We all need to go through this and it's a biblical principle. He who loves correction, the Bible says Proverbs chapter 12 is wise. I'm looking for wisdom. I'm declaring wisdom over your life. I'm asking you to grow in your anointing. I'm asking you to grow in your leadership. I'm asking you to grow in your character. I'm asking you to grow in every area of your life right where you are and, and that growth comes From receiving correction brings great wisdom. Hey, that's what my thought for you today. Thanks for joining me on the Anointed Leadership Podcast. Again, I am Terry Linscott. If this helps you, share it, write a review, give me some star ratings, uh, send a comment, send it to your friends. Hey, until next time, I call you blessed, and I'm declaring the Lord's anointing to get upon you, to excel you in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.